Good evening, brothers and sisters. Uh, today, hmm. okay, it's midweek, and we are back on for the Diamond Sutra. Let me get the screen share up. Thanks. Okay. So we stopped here um, the previous lesson last week. And we continue from here. Shi Fu Ti Yun He Ru Heng He Sa Zong Ru Heng He Zong So You Sa Fo Suo Si Sa Bu Ru Si Si Zhen Ru Lai Suo Si Sa Shi Fu Ti Yun He Ru Yi Heng He Zong You Suo Sa 所有沙，如有如是沙等恒河，是住恒河所有沙数，佛世界如是名为多部，甚多世尊。佛告须菩提：而所国土中所有众生，若干众心，如来悉知，何以故？如来说诸心。皆为非心，是名为心。所以则何？所以则何？须菩提，过去心不可得，现在心不可得，未来心不可得。So this is the, the citation from the Sutra itself. Alright, let me continue from there. Let's see what. So previously we talked about the five kinds of eye, yeah, uh, the divine eye, the then we have a, uh, then we have the wisdom eye, then we have the dharma eye. Uh, oh, sorry, we have the, the the flesh eye, the divine eye. The wisdom eye, the Dharma eye, and the Buddha eye, and the five times. So, 以下就以眼所见的最初显事情来说。啊 ，so what follows here is uh based on uh the things that we can see with the naked eye. 须菩提，于银河如恒河沙中。呃，恒河中所有沙，佛说沙布。Yeah, so, uh, some of you may notice, uh, some of you, uh, may have noticed that I posted the, um, like we are using Zoom. So there were some students in the past who, um, have asked whether they can join the Zoom. Also, I have a, uh. Posted the, the Zoom link inside the um, Telegram chat that uh, uh, most of you are in. Uh, those who don't have the access to the Telegram chat, you can send me a private message, and then I can send you the link. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see whether the private message is working. Just now, I've been trying to see. But sometimes it seems like the private message is taking a long time to do. Hmm. 
Okay, any, in any case, uh, I'll try to post it earlier next time, maybe, and then you all can uh, join in the Zoom. Uh, you can either join in Zoom or just watch it on, on the Facebook live feed. Mm. So here, uh, so uh, the Buddha asking uh, Venerable Shibuti, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, so uh, as far as the Ganges River, so this Hanghe, let me get the thing. So this is referring to the Ganges River. So within the Ganges River, all the sand, uh, does the Buddha say that the sand is called is, uh, sand? Yeah. yeah, so this is the question. So, so the Buddha asked, asked very much to yeah. As far as the sand in the Ganges River is concerned, does the Buddha also call it the sand? Uh, then so the Venerable Subhuti replied, uh, Indeed, uh, the war on one referring to the Buddha. Uh, so this is referring to this is literally the world honored one. Oh. Let me see. Then. World honored one referring to the Buddha. And this is one of the epithets. <clears throat> Yes, so the Buddha does say that it is a sand. So indeed, uh, the Buddha also, so Rulai Tathagata, also say that it is a sand. So, uh, let me see someone. Okay, so Zhongsan世界,也是有智慧的人,立书来种种的名言. So in the in the in the in the world that we and unenlightened beings are in, uh, we rely on um, the 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 words. Yeah, the concepts, the words, the labels are established by those with uh, wisdom. Yeah. So everything is established with a name, a label. So the Buddha come, come uh, coming to this world, so the Buddha having come to this world, uh, okay. 
So, yes, so in order to, um, uh, what's the word that we use? Uh, in order to, in a way, go along with us. Yeah. In order to be congruent with us. So that, yeah, in line with us. So, conventionally we call it Sam. Yeah, or Sa, Chinese for Sa. For years, so is Sa. The Buddha also call it Sen. The Buddha does not oppose the conventional truth. Yeah. The conventional establishment of words, concepts, meaning the Buddha does not um, violate that, does not oppose it. Dan Fan Fu Sa. But the difference being, unenlightened beings also call also call that thing called sen. Buddha also call it sen. But unenlightened beings, when we say that it is sen, we are attached to it being real. Yeah, we are attached to it being real. We don't know, do not know that it is unreal. Yeah, as in it doesn't exist the way we think it exists. That it. That sen and the word sen and the, the thing that they are different and it is dependent arising existence. Yeah. It is not truly existing by itself. For the Buddha said, uh, also use the term sa or sen. Yeah. It's just an artificially established label. Unlike us, we have, the moment we use a word, we are attached to the word having true meaning, true essence. For that matter, because this is in English, right? Whereas my teacher gave the teaching in Mandarin, in and the text is in Chinese. So think about it. That thing that is called Sa, it's not really called Sa. It's, it's not really Sa, right? Otherwise, then in the West, in the English language, we cannot call it sen. We have to say, this is sa. <laughs> but no, we call it sen. And then in the Chinese tradition, the Chinese language is called sa. And yet, in other, some other um, uh, language is called something else. So it's just artificially labeled. So, she, so, uh, so, so this part is the, uh, the, the way of, uh, doing in a way multiplication. <laughs> yeah. So, so over here, uh, so the whole Ganges River, there's many sand. And if each sand represents uh, yet another Ganges River, and all the uh, aggregated Ganges Rivers, the number of sand grains, yeah, uh, here we are talking about that number of uh, uh, Ganges River. Oh. So then what I thought about it, 
So, uh, referencing to the, the if let's say we, we take uh, Gantry's River um, to be n number of sen, then n times n, so n power n, yeah, uh, no, is it n power n? n, n times n, yeah, n squared, yeah. So n is already very large, and for each of these, there is uh, n number of sand grains because there's one river each. Yeah, so it's n squared, where n itself is a very large number. So all that number of world system, yeah, uh, pure land, yeah, so the Buddha asked Varabhashubhuti this question. And the, the Venerable Shibuti replied, Shibuti So Venerable Shibuti replied, Yes, indeed, that's a lot. And of course, huh? uh, so Chenin <coughs> so Namadora Sa the Sumu Muti Samana. So the the the, the section we just went through, he talked about uh, such a huge number. Uh, what is the purpose of this? Yeah. Yeah, so this is the purpose. Yeah. Uh, the amount of uh, sentient beings within a world system is already tremendous, already a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So goes without saying the number of sentient beings within such a huge number of uh, world system. Uh, there is even more. Yeah. And within each sentient being, there's a lot of different uh, discrimination, yeah, different thoughts that arise, come and go. Then, what more? All the discrimination of all the sentient beings within all this world system. Then it is virtually uncomfortable. Yeah? Then all the more is uncomfortable. So, but despite that, what happened? Uh, but the Buddha told Venerable Shibuti, yeah, The Buddha told Venerable Shibuti that um, in all this world system, the, all the sentient beings in all this world system, their discrimination, yeah, all their discrimination, the Buddha is able to know completely. So, Zhong Sen Sing What is the mind of sentient beings? It is the distorted, uh, deluded state. Yeah, deluded, deluded state. So, yeah. If one would not to cultivate 
the four foundations, contemplating, contemplating on the body being impure, uh, contemplating on feelings being of the nature of suffering, contemplating on the mind being impermanent, uh, contemplating on all phenomena being no self. Yeah. If one does not do this kind of uh, uh, cultivation, yeah, one does not do this contemplation, this cultivation, then then it is the kind of uh, falsehood dis discrimination, yeah, this kind of mind. The moment our eyes open up, we see this, we hear this, then we formulate all kinds of stories. Uh, treating whatever, everything to be real, tangible, and permanent. Our mind is, uh, is this falsehood discrimination, Our mind cannot be abide by the ultimate reality. Yeah. So this T-E-E-T. So the, the, the ultimate reality, yeah. you can say that this is basically referring to the ultimate reality. Or ultimate truth. Maybe with a capital T. Yeah. We are not able to abide in that. So Tan but the Buddha is able to know all this. Yeah. Uh, so Why is it that the Buddha has such a uh, great um, uh, such great clairvoyance. Yeah. So this Tasingtong usually in English we say is clairvoyance. So it means the ability to read people's mind. Oh. Yeah. So to read people's mind. So Ru So the earlier part saying that all these sentient beings in so many world systems, in all the different pure land, the Buddha is able to know. So this is the ability to, to know the, the quality, the state of the sentient beings' mind. So usually when we think about um, being able to know people's mind, we may think, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can know people's mind, then oh, what are we going to do? Uh, so, or we may be, we may be feeling uneasy if people can read our mind. Yeah. So then, what is the purpose that the Buddha, the Bodhisattvas, the Arahants, the enlightened ones, why do they cultivate this? Yeah. Are they trying to be busybody? No. What they are trying to do is by knowing the uh, by knowing the tendency of sentient beings yeah, in terms of the mind, by knowing the inclination that we have, uh, the 
the, the strengths and weaknesses that we have in, in our mind, then they are able to guide us and teach us most effectively. So this can help us. So, the Buddha is able to know the, uh, the activity in our mind. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so that's because the Buddha, according to my teacher, so despite saying that, that this is because the Buddha is able to penetrate into the principle, the truth, that uh, all the mind is empty in nature. Um, the facing here is referring to how it's empty in nature. So, uh,佛说一切众生的心就是虚妄分别. So the Buddha says that all our mind, the sentient being's mind, are all falsehood discrimination. We cannot abide in the ultimate reality, ultimate truth. 是名为虚妄分别, and hence it's named the falsehood discriminating mind. So, all we can say that this mind, all this mind are intangible, insubstantial. Yeah. So, on that basis, then actually you cannot say that that is something that is tangibly the mind. Yeah. So, the, the tangible mind don't exist. Jiaming racing and it's just artificially called mind. Much like all the teachings on emptiness. For the the Buddha is able to realize this intangibleness, uh, this uh, this uh, lack of essence. And hence is able to penetrate into the the discriminating mind of sentient beings yeah, to, to know what is actually happening. So how does one cultivate the clairvoyance, the ability to read people's mind? So my teacher states here, yeah, So it's from the appearance. So if in the person's appearance, there is displeasure, there is uh, wrath, then you know that in the mind there is anger, there is hatred, yeah, there is aversion. Uh, but whereas if, if on the surface, on the, uh, on the surface, there is delight, yeah, there is happiness, then you you can know that in the mind there is um, there's agreeable thinking, yeah, there's agreeable states or, or way of thinking. So from here you slowly contemplate and eventually you attain uh, slowly and slowly you attain the uh, ability to read people's mind, that means. Uh, I recall that in the Pali Canon, uh, 
it's actually listed uh, a series of different uh, the ability to read people's mind can be due to can be on different different basis. You know? So what my teacher described is the first few. Yeah. Uh, eventually, at a certain state, you are the person who has the jhana is able to encompass and observe the mind directly. So, 当然要得到色界四禅，这样修才能得他心通。So my teacher says that,、uh, of course, if you want to cultivate this clairvoyance, the psychic power of reading people's mind, you must have the fourth jhana,、yeah? or you must have the jhana, or the form jhana. Ah, 没有四禅的功夫，啊，即使修也是不行。So over here seems to be, uh, seems to be the fourth jhana, not just having any of the jhana.、Mm. Um, but from that sutta is the 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 definition of、uh, clairvoyance,、uh, the ability to read a person's mind is very long.、Uh, yeah. So、uh, my teacher here is talking about the last part, or the front part is talking about front part. So there's a there's a certain range, but if you consider, uh, like, for example, uh, our uh parents, parents don't have psychic power, but parents just by a small little movement, uh, small little action of their their kids, their children, ah,、uh, they know what the children is thinking. Yeah, why? Because you observe the child over a long time, so you know the behavior, you know the patterns. Yeah, that whenever the child act in this way, ah,、uh, it's because the the child is in in this state of mind. When the child acts in the other way, the child is in this other state of mind. <clears throat> so in a way, this is observation and inference.、Uh, a lot to do with observing. So, uh, so in the sutta, this is actually listed you know, as one of the ability, one of the category of this ability.、Mm. So, uh, how about the Buddha? But the Buddha's、uh, clairvoyance is different. It's not like this. 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 Uh, penetrating into the into the truth or into the principle that、uh, all the mind is intangible. Yeah, in other words, empty in nature. Yeah, so tone the beating kong penetrate into how they are all ultimately empty in nature. So, ah, this beating kong is no boundary. This emptiness, yeah, this ultimate emptiness is without boundaries. 没有界限 ，no limitations. Ah,、uh, 说这个房子就是这么大 ，so we say this house, this this building, it is this big. Ah,、uh, 这么高 ，it is this tall. Ah,、uh, 毕竟空是无边际的境界 ，but the outer, the emptiness, ah,、uh, is without boundaries. Right, it's a state that is without boundaries. So, 众生。在毕竟空上有种种缘起 ，so sentient beings in terms of emptiness, there are a lot of uh 
different conditions, conditional arising. Uh, simply put, all the different sentient beings, sentient beings are all empty in nature. So being empty in nature, they are dependent arising as well. Yeah, dependent on existence to, uh, dependent on conditions to arise and exist. So all the sentient beings have all kinds of different conditional arising existence. So so when there are conditions for greed, then greed arises. So where there is the conditions for wrath, then wrath arises. So different kinds of um, mind or mental states arising from different kinds of conditions. The Buddha's mind is um, so is commonly abiding in this uh, state of emptiness. Uh, in some places, it would say that the Buddha's mind is always is never away from this emptiness. So because the Buddha is always abiding by emptiness, so when he observes the sentient beings, he is also able to observe the dependent arising nature of all the different mental states of sentient beings. So how is this so? So the earlier part says, facing that the all the mind is uh, facing is not mind. In other words, it's not the the tangible mind that we think. Yeah, it is actually empty, empty in nature. So what what uh, So why is this so? What kind of uh, logic is this? What kind of reasoning is this? So the Buddha's reply, uh, uh, the mind that has passed is intangible, the mind that is in the present is intangible, the future mind is also intangible. Yeah? So you cannot grasp on to anything and say this is the mind that has passed, this is the mind that is the present, this is the mind that is the future. So my teacher says, so you can have two explanations here. So the first, firstly, in terms of chronology, in terms of time, uh, then we can say, uh, the, the, in terms of the time, the mind, that we can say as past, present, and the future. Uh, so, uh, so, the mind that has passed, the past mind. So the mind in the past was active, was active in the past. But so from the point, point of view of the present, then we say that the past mind has already passed by definition, right? So it has already ceased to exist. Yeah. So hence it is intangible. Yeah. So 未来的心, 
So how about the future mind? 现还没有升级啊，也就是呃，没有这一件那一件事。So the future mind, no future has not arisen. So since it has not arisen, then this doesn't exist yet. 啊，没有没有这个没有那一件事。现在的心 ，How about the present mind? 刹那间也过去了。So momentary rising and then momentary gone, yeah. So so it no genuineness can be found. Hence, there's no nothing uh, real that you can grasp onto. There's nothing uh, real. There's no real nature. There's nothing tangible.、Uh, there's no essence that you can grasp onto and say this is the present moment. 若是有真实的体性，现在就永久是现在。不会过去。If the present uh, is uh, has some essence of of reality, then or, or of truth, of real realness, then it should not just disappear. Yeah. Then the present will just stay on. Yeah. And it will not so called、uh, become the past. So that's the first approach in terms of time. 第二，呃，佛说设法是刹那刹那生灭的。So secondly, the Buddha says that uh physical phenomena, 设法 ，yeah, the rupa, yeah, is momentarily arising, momentarily ceasing, arising, ceasing, arising, ceasing. 心也是刹那生灭的，刹那刹那生灭的。The mind is similarly. Arising and ceasing momentarily. Yeah. 而凡夫起初起初静坐的时候，在打妄想。呃、uh, ，So that's that's what that's how the Buddha is able to see this world in terms of the mind body. Yeah. Physicality and mentality, both are momentarily ceasing and、uh, arising and ceasing, arising and ceasing. So whereas for unenlightened beings, initially when we Do our meditation.、Uh, we are having a lot of、uh, discussive thoughts. Ah, in the mind. That time, we don't know that the mind is at that moment. We do not know that the mind is momentarily arising and ceasing. Then,、uh, what happens? If we get enlightenment, but if we attain the jhana, yeah, if we attain jhana. 心是宁静而住 ，then the mind is without discursive thoughts. Then it is quietly with abiding with clarity. 没有其他妄想 ，then there's no up and down of discursive thoughts. Ah,、uh, then what happens? So, 那自然会感觉到心是常住的 ，then naturally you would end up with the conclusion that the mind is permanent. Yeah. So, because unenlightened beings cannot see the momentary arising and ceasing, only the enlightened ones can. So, so if we believe in the Buddha's words, Buddha said, "Sing, you, 刹那刹那生灭." 
the Buddha says that the mind has momentary momentary arising and ceasing. Then there is also the past, uh, present, and the future, and, and you know, distinction. And because the temporary arising ceases, then it's already a past. Then the mind that has not arise and cease, there's a future. And even in the moment, it's arising and cease, and then no more. So, but this mind is always in a state of flux, in a state of change. It is constantly, is constantly in this state of arising and ceasing, arising and ceasing. So, but they are all the all the mind are arising due to conditions. That the fact that it arises due to condition, so it is anti-nature. That it is of it doesn't have any inherent nature, it doesn't have any self-nature, so then it means it's intangible, it is ultimately empty. So maybe I should write down some so that you all know what this is about. Right? So no self nature. What is this? Empty. Emptiness. Bukada, well, you can say is intangible. Yeah. So here I want to just perhaps highlight something that I noticed. So you notice that in the text it says "现在" uh, so "过去性" yeah it talk about "过去性", "现在性", "未来性". So it talk about past, present, and future. But what I observe in the Pali Canon is that uh, in terms of this three time period. Uh, for some reason, the the Pali Canon tend to use, or rather, it seems as though in the Buddha's time, it was more prevalent to say past, future, and present. Uh, so there's a bit of a difference here. Now, I, I uh, we we cannot conclude immediately based on this of anything, uh, but I just thought this is something curious. Yeah, that there is this slight difference in the order. Mm. So the other thing here is this. Ah, yes. So this thing about um, So when I was uh, when I was in the US, uh, I heard my teacher mention this before in some other talks in the class. So when I heard this, I have some question mark. I don't know whether you all have question mark or not. But when I heard this statement, I have some question mark. Yeah. So what is my question mark? So my question mark is uh, in the in one of the uh, sutra, it talked about um, that the Buddha state that uh, when one is in concentration, one would be able to see the the arising and ceasing of 
uh, all phenomena. So I have this question like, hey, in that case, but the Buddha said that only stated concentration as a prerequisite, never state that the being enlightened is a prerequisite. Yeah. So that's the first thought I have. The second thought, and that is from the Fu Yi Jiao Jing, of course, there are, there are those who say that that Sutra itself has some uh, question. But if assuming that that Sutra is, is legit, then this statement may not hold up. Yeah. So I have this question back then. And then the other thing is, um, if, uh, if the ability to see the momentary arising and ceasing of phenomena is something that only enlightened beings can see, then it cannot be used by unenlightened beings to attain enlightenment. Can you understand? Yeah, so um, whatever, whatever that which is <clears throat> whatever which is uh, which sort of uh, enlighten us must be accessible to us before we are enlightened. Um, of course, in Buddhism, there's, there's this concept of the two happening together. Yeah. Uh, but even then, the moment that being able to, even if you say that, oh, at the moment when you are enlightened, then you see. But even then, it, mean, it still means that you are able to work up to the point where you can actually uh, you know, be in, in touch with this momentary thing. Otherwise, it's useless to us. My point is, if, if it is only seen by enlightened beings, that is virtually useless to unenlightened beings. Then in that case, then why did the Buddha teach us? Yeah, Just as a matter of faith, I find this a bit uh, difficult to you know, wrap my head around. So, way back when I was still a novice, I went to see my teacher about this. <laughs> yeah. And ask him uh, about this doubt of mine, like why this is the case. So I, I, I mentioned this two angle. Then he thought about it and he said that uh, in terms of concentration, there's also a difference in the, the intensity. Uh, from, from what I recall, he, he didn't exactly give a clear answer either way, but he merely said that, state that. Um, that sutra itself, when it says concentration, there's also the difference in the depth. Yeah. So how did your concentration is? Yeah. Uh, but I, I want to pose this as a, as a question for you all to think about. Okay. So uh, the, the famous analogy, right, uh, of uh, samsara, right, and then nibbana, right? Uh, so this is the Nirvana and this is Samsara. So this shaw and the other shaw. 
And then we say that we want to cross from here to here, right? So mm, the Dharma, So the Dharma itself, uh, as an analogy of a raft, must be reachable from this side, right? Then in the analogy itself, you take the raft and then you sail all the way to the other side. So, um, if the if the raft itself is on the other shore, you cannot possibly jump over. And if you can jump over to the other shore to reach the other shore, to reach the dharma which is on the other shore, then what's the purpose of the dharma? Yeah, so the dharma must always start off at a point where it is reachable by beings in samsara. I mean, going by this analogy. And logically speaking, it only makes sense, right? Yeah, so this is something that I, um, I, I think sometimes uh, good for us to, um, how do I put it? Um, if you don't have this question, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my point is, sometimes we, we, we hear teachers or masters, yeah, or even sutras, yeah, making certain statements. Uh, it's important to to contemplate on it and see whether it violates some first principles. To me, this part here uh, is bordering on violating first principle. Yeah. yeah. Unless we are saying that, or uh, unless we are saying that this momentary um, arising of phenomena is not meant to be used by unenlightened beings to attain enlightenment. In which case, then, that's a bit interesting, right? The Buddha telling us more about this, this, uh, this, this thing, but not meant for us to use. Yeah. Uh, and years back, there was this, uh, this uh, friend of mine, uh, Dharma's sister. So she was sharing with me that um, the, the very term, uh, this Chana actually can only be found inside the commentaries. Uh, but at the same time, so recently I actually went to do a search and I found that actually the term itself do exist in the in the sutras. Yeah, in the sutras. Uh, except that the translation use uh, I think snap of the finger. Yeah, they trans like the, the term itself has this meaning like of the finger. Mm. So, but what I would agree is the further finer delineation that arise in the commentaries. Yeah? We, we don't see that um, in the sutras. Yeah? But that's another, another discussion altogether. So back to this. So uh, where did we stop? So, so the the nature, the self-nature, the inherentness of mind uh, that has passed is intangible. You cannot find any nature yeah, that you can say this is 
this is the mind's nature or inherent or self-nature. Yeah? There's no inherentness of the mind that has passed, whether it's a past, present or future mind, you cannot find any inherentness. Yeah? So, facing, and that's why the Buddha uh, say that all the mind are all, but all not mind. Yeah? Literally, facing means are all uh, basically not mind. Jiawei facing yeah, they, are, they are all not mind. Yeah. Meaning that it is not of the, there's no uh, tangible mind, there's no inherent mind. Buddha is able to penetrate into how and the nature itself is intangible. And the self-nature is intangible. So, and he's able to know how the mind of all sentient beings, what, what is exactly going on? Yeah. So this means, in other words, the Buddha is able to teach us and guide us. Teach us, guide us to do what? To uh, quell the mind, to quieten the mind, to let the mind abide in quietude. Uh, and not have all the kind of falsehood discrimination. And, and lead us to be able to uh, realize for ourselves, to realize the, the principle of ultimate reality in all phenomena. So this part, I want to just perhaps also highlight one thing. So, so this is more like cultivation of samatha. Yeah. And then this part here is vipassana. And vipassana. So woman made a certain doubt. Uh, yeah. Whereas for us, we have not attained enlightenment. So whatever we wish to say, we just say. Yeah. So fanfu Unenlightened beings, can we uh, propagate or expound the Buddha Dhamma? Uh, 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 we, we don't know. We don't have this ability. So and that's why the Buddha said uh, the mind that has passed is intangible, the present mind is also intangible, the future mind is also intangible. Hmm. So the next section, Shiputi Yin Ha Man so almost like so you notice in Diamond Sutra the concepts is always seemingly flipping around. Yeah. 
So asking whether this exists, then it said yes, it exists. Well, if it truly, if 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 by saying that it exists, then it truly exists, then we will not say that it exists. <laughs> well, there's a lot of this uh, this formula going on. So, 前面说佛得无上菩提以后，啊，自见圆满圆明，啊，无眼都去除了，啊，所以。The earlier section says that the Buddha has attained uh, the unsurpassed awakening, yeah, in other words, Buddhahood. And thereafter, Zhijian Yuanming. Yeah. So, and from there, the the knowledge and view are all complete, yeah, all perfect and complete. Yuanming uh, <coughs> as wisdom. So, Wu Yan Dou Chi Zhu Le. The five di different kinds of categories of eyes are all complete. Yeah. So, so there is the brilliance of great wisdom. So, the hardest to know is the, the, the mental proliferation, yeah. the thoughts in all certain things. But even this, the Buddha. Uh, is uh, is able to know. Yeah. Buddha knows as well. So, that's why the Buddha is able to have skillful means yeah, to liberate certain things. So, this is a very common term. Yeah. So, we usually uh, translate as skillful means. So as we've mentioned before, so this function, uh, so modern usage is convenience. So modern usage is convenience. So in the sutra, when you see function, it means the means, yeah, the methods, the methodology. Now, San Xiao is skillful. Why is it skillful? Because it can lead uh, to end of suffering and it's effective. So, so the following section says that the Buddha uh, is complete with immeasurable, boundless uh, virtue, uh, merits, and virtue. So, Sri Puti Yuyin Ha, Ruo Yow Ren, Man San Cien Da Cien Si Jie, Qi Bao Yi Yong Bu Shi, Si Ren Yi Si Ying Yuan, Te Fu Duo Bu. So, asking, the Buddha asking Venerable Sri Puti. For when Sri Puti, Ruo Yow Ren Yi Man San Cien Da Cien Si Jie, Zem Ma Duo De Zen Bao, Bu Shi Zong Shen. So, the Buddha asked Venerable Sri Puti, if someone were to <clears throat> to to give, yeah, to to do to practice giving to sentient beings, uh, with a huge amount, how huge? Uh, as huge as uh, it takes to fill up uh, the tricosm world system. Remember the the, the ten power of something, yeah. So. And if you can have all the treasures fill up such a massive world system, and with that 
volume, that amount uh, to do giving, uh, to practice giving. So, 这个人将来得的果报是不是很多呢? So then this such person, the Buddha asked, uh, is his, uh, um, so the, is the results of uh, the merits, the results of this giving of such massive amount, uh, is it considered a lot? So Garibha Subhuti replied, yeah, uh, based on this this condition, uh, the, the the merits is huge. Yeah. So Shibuti回答, 将来得到的得到可爱的果报是很多的 yeah, So if you are to do a bit of giving, a bit, yeah, uh, then the marriage gain is yeah, ongrid, yeah, equivalently small in the north. But if you use such a massive amount to, to go and um, to give to sentient beings to help them uh, uh, solve their difficulties, then the merits is very huge. Very huge. 这下面用佛法的立场评论这件事。So uh, below, uh, we use, uh, below the, the Buddha Dharma is used to uh, assess this situation. 虚菩提,若福德有时,如来不说得福德多。So, for招呼虚菩提, the Buddha addressed Parabhushibhuti, Shibhuti. Uh, uh, if the, the person who is cultivating this virtuous virtue and merit, uh, is, if this person is attached to the notion, to the view, there's an I that can do merits. 我能用三千大千世界的七宝布施, yeah, that, that, that there's an I who can do merits and I can use so much of, uh, of uh, the seven treasures to do this uh, giving. Yeah. And there is and there is real tangible inherent uh, merits to be obtained. Yeah. If that person have this mindset, then what happened? Then with respect to such a person with this kind of attachment, then the Buddha would not say that it's a lot. So in So why? Because no matter how massive it is from in terms of time. Then gradually, gradually it comes to an end. Yeah, it's impermanent. So, if yeah. Uh, because uh, there is no merits, no virtue, 
who like so then the Buddha says there is much uh, merits. So the, the front part should be talking about uh, no grasping of uh, of the merits. Yeah. So that means you if you are able to see that uh, see that the even the, the act of giving that the giver, the the gift uh, and the recipient are all empty in nature, then the merits is tremendous. So if one has loving kindness and compassion, and has the prajna wisdom, is able to use the merits to benefit sentient beings. Yeah. Use your virtue, your qualities to benefit sentient beings. It's not attached to the, the, the merits as being real. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it don't exist. Uh, that you don't grasp onto it as tangible, as real, as inherent. Uh, and you are not attached to the, the I doing merits. So that's the emptiness of the self, emptiness of phenomena. As I mentioned earlier, uh, the, the, the emptiness of the tree, um, of the, how you call it? The, the chill, yeah? the doer, the recipient, and the act of the item itself, or the tree. So with this wisdom, yeah, that you do merits. Yeah? When you do cultivation, you do meritorious this with this kind of wisdom. Then, the Buddha says that such a person, the amount of merits that he attained, that he obtained, is tremendous. Yeah. So, what is the meaning of this section? Yeah. So, regardless of whichever Buddha it is, at the causal stage, in other words, when the Buddha is at the causal stage, at the Buddha's Bodhisattva stage, they have the prajna wisdom. They have the prajna wisdom and the great compassion when they are doing merits. So and that's why when they attain Buddhahood, they have the immeasurable, boundless. Uh, great merit that is um, that is uh, without limitations. Translated as the unsurpassed uh, uh, perfect equal enlightenment. Uh, it is referring to wisdom. We say that the Buddha has wisdom. Actually, the Buddha does not just have wisdom. Still has, the, uh, has this state of great merits. So we stop here today. Today is the 24th.
二掌回向，愿消三障诸烦恼，愿得智慧真明了，福愿罪障悉消除，世世常行菩萨道。阿弥陀佛，起立。